Weddings are great events. Um, they're joyful. They are times when people come together and families gather. And whether the event, the wedding, is here in the sanctuary or it's off-site, country club, or this week had one at the American Swedish Institute, there's a sense of sacredness as we gather together around God's Word and celebrate love. Celebrate the love that people have found in each other, even though we look around, there's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of hurt in our world. There's a lot of things that just don't fit together very well. But on the day of the wedding, there's an optimism that this couple, this time, might be different. They might hold to love, and by holding to love and sharing that love, things might be different. Weddings are joyful. And there are also a lot of stress. If you've ever had to plan a wedding or been involved with it, you know that sometimes weddings also bring out the worst in people. Yeah, I got a couple nodding heads already. People sometimes react in a negative way because with a wedding, although there's joy, there's also sorrow. Things are changing. Relationships are, are, are being reformed, and, and, and there's waters to navigate through. And sometimes people don't do a very good job with that, and it brings out the worst. Years before I ever heard the phrase bridezilla, okay, you know what I'm talking about, Facebook and all those wonderful, horrible stories and videos of brides just going totally off the rails, right? Bridezilla. Well, way back in New Jersey, a long time ago, um, I encountered such a event, and it was pretty sad, honestly. The bride had a beautiful dress. Um, she was dressed to the nines, and I knew it was an expensive dress, and everything had been planned for months ahead. But sadly, on the day of her wedding, instead of celebrating and give thanks for the love, she was just nasty. Yeah. And the person that all that nastiness was kind of directed toward was her father, of all people. And, and she commanded and demanded that dad stay over there and move over here and let's get going, dad. You're holding this up. Let's move it over here. And oh my gosh, wow. Talk about missing the forest for the trees, right? Where's the love? This morning's gospel, Jesus interacts with the Pharisees. Now, whenever we see the Pharisees in a scripture reading, there's a, a reaction inside that wants to just kind of boo them and hiss them because they are the villains of the gospel. They're the ones that every turn of the story seem to be standing in opposition 
to Jesus. And here, once again, your disciples have dirty hands. You're doing something wrong, Jesus. But as I've cautioned us previously, and so I do again, when we look at the Pharisees, let's not vilify them and, and, and hold them as something other. These were the good and holy people of God. They tried from an early age to follow the laws of God. They tried to follow the commandments. They practiced their tradition, a tradition that was given to them and taught to them by their parents, a tradition that they were going to pass down to their children, a tradition that over the years had brought life and meaning and purpose to their lives. They were following the rules. And at the heart of what they were trying to do was to focus on getting it right. Getting faith right. Doing all the right things in all the right order. Making sure that their hands were clean. They were concerned about defilement. Ritual defilement, that is. Because when that happened... It was a sign of brokenness between the people and God. It was a sign that they were not acting in God's way. And worse, the fear, of course, is that God would stop being with them if they got too dirty, if they got too much off the rails. And so they focus on that deeply. Jesus, by the way, is also concerned with defilement and ritual defilement. Jesus is not so much concerned with whether or not you washed your hands, but what's in your heart. Where in your heart is God's love live? Where is your compassion for someone who is hurting? Where is the generosity and the welcome of the stranger? Where is the passion for justice and for peace? Where is the spirit alive inside? Because that's the place where true defilement occurs. If in our hearts... We don't embrace the compassion, the love, the grace of God, then everything else really goes off the rails. As we gather here today, each of us, each of us has, each of us has a sense, a connection to God. In the midst of our worship, we come together around word and sacrament as God's beloved people, as people that are connected to God not because of what we've done, not because of how clean our hands are, but because of God's grace and God's love. Jesus lived a life for us and because of that life, we are connected to God. 
as a community, we're invited to respond to that connection, to share that love with one another. When we do, then we demonstrate that not only our hands clean, not only that the connection's there, but we demonstrate that God's purpose and God's dream for our lives is coming to pass. Sacraments, word, sacrament, help us. Our ritual helps us to connect with God's love and grace. But if we allow that worship, that tradition, if we allow those things to be the center and the object of our worship, then we too have gotten off track. When we allow our own self-interests, our own wants and needs and desires to take front and center place in our lives, we too wind up getting off track. Let us hear, let us experience today in this meal and in this proclamation, let us experience God's grace anew. A grace that comes to us and says, you are loved, you are connected Now live from your heart. Let your actions, let your words, let what you do this day reflect God's grace and love and care. Those sacraments can invite us again to turn to those places of the heart and to live from there. May we live from our hearts this week. And may love be known in the places we go, the people we meet, and the ways that we live out our lives. Amen.